0: On today's episode of the show, we're going to be speaking to one of the most prolific listers and sellers of commercial real estate in Australia. There's a lot to learn from listening to this person, so don't go anywhere.
1: Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host Darren Krakowiak.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode 135 of CRE Success, the podcast. My name's Darren Krakowiak, and I help commercial real estate leaders to develop their people and to grow their business. Really appreciate you choosing to spend some time with us today. And if you enjoy this episode, or if you enjoy all of our episodes i hope you are subscribed make sure you do hit that subscribe button wherever you are consuming this content to make sure that you're informed of whenever we do drop new episodes you can also go back and listen to our entire back catalog for absolutely free so i hope that you take up the opportunity to do that we've got a fantastic episode for you today i'm really pleased to introduce peter vines Pete is the Managing Director of Ray White Commercial Western Sydney. Now, he was somebody who I sought out as a client because he was someone who I wanted to be associated with. I think you'll see why when you hear a little bit about his story and what he's managed to do in his business and also for himself and his own production and where he wants to take the business. A lot to learn in today's episode. Let's check it out. Pete Vines, welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Thank you
1: for having me, Dan.
0: Now, Pete, you left CBRE in 2019 to take over the reins at Ray White Commercial Western Sydney. Can you tell us a bit about what led to you making that decision?
1: Sure. Look, I think it's sort of, I had, I'd been at CBRE for 13 years, three years overseas. And I just, you know, I, I I love love CBRE as a as a brand, and you know, have a huge amount of admiration for for them as a business. But I just I wanted to do something different, and I I wanted a new challenge, and I wanted to sort of, you know, my my family had always had their own agencies, and so I I sort of I guess had that in the back of my mind that one day I would, I would go and do that and then, you know, the right opportunity came and, you know, you just start dwelling on things in your head and start start thinking about, you know, what a life might might look like with that. Yeah, so that was, that was sort of how it came about.
0: So where was the business when you took it over? Where is it now? And where do you want to take it in terms of, let's say, headcount and also in terms of coverage of markets? So
1: when we started there was there was four people here there was the 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 sales and leasing guys so there's three of those and a property manager and they were doing kind of sales and leasing across various asset classes and you know I I I sort of we we made some changes to get it more into a um, a sales business, a leasing business, and a property management business. I'm quite big on kind of having that that focus where, where possible. And we sort of, there was one person who, you know, lovely but just didn't fit in with kind of what, what we wanted to do and where we were going. The headcount as of last week was 30 people. So that's, that's three and a half years later. And look, a huge. I mean, our our sales team kind of has has grown, but um, and 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 will continue to grow. Our leasing business, you know, has gone from from one person to three people. We're looking at a fourth person at the moment, and our property management business has gone from sort of one one person to seven people. You know, we've got a general manager. We've got a full-time accountant. And so it's really, I think, I'm very big at looking at where the other people in the market are and where we have the ability to play without a lot of competition. And that's, that's really sort of, I guess, I just, as, as we're kind of at a very young stage, and so we've grown very quickly. And so we've had to you know learn a lot of things very quickly. But also we've we've found a real niche in the market, and I think that we have a huge amount to offer. Vendors, we're very agile, but we also are a are a, a real alternate for you know either younger guys coming up in the industry who who want to learn from from more senior people, or alternatively those senior people who have been at the major agencies who you know, might not be as excited by the politics anymore or might be, you know, wanting to do something, you know, on their own or we're very entrepreneurial. So we have the ability to to back people into, you know, their own business or running a business unit within our business like we've done with our project project marketing. But I just, I mean, again, we're sort of only at the beginning. We have huge opportunities in various markets. Particularly with with asset management, where we're providing a a service of a of, of one of the the major corporates, but we're a lot more nimble. Um, we don't have the same overheads. We really, you know, in the private space, we really work those assets very hard. Every dollar counts when you're a private, and so we've we've been able to, you know, to to grow that business. And we have very good people who who do a great job. And so, you know, a lot of this stuff was previously managed by residential agents and, you know, they, they just don't have the level of sophistication. You know, we're dealing with hugely complex assets and we need, you know, very sophisticated managers in there to make sure it's done properly, particularly with the legislation that's around. So I think, you know, into the future we have a big opportunity into industrial markets, into you know project marketing, where we're just getting started, but you know there's plenty plenty of room there for growth. Yeah, I, I, it, it's an exciting future, particularly being in one of the fastest growing regions in the country.
0: Yeah, people who aren't familiar with Sydney might not know that Western Sydney is basically a city in itself and one of the yeah. fastest growing regions of Australia. As a leader of a fast-growing business, you've talked a little bit about why people might want to come and work. Inside your business, but what do you look for in people when you're recruiting? Uh,
1: look, obviously, it depends what position you're recruiting for. The talent pool has really gotten a lot better in the last six months. During COVID, you know, you and I have had a number of discussions about recruitment and stuff, and it was it was it was much more challenging. Look, I think hunger. Like, if you're recruiting for a sales a sales role. You really have to have the can do, can do, attitude and that and that hunger. You're dealing with kind of rejection on a daily basis, and you just you need somebody who, you know, I I like people who have technical skills who bring different different things to our team because it gives our team more rich like greater depth. But if you have a desire to do something. That 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 trumps a lot of, you know, hustle beats talent when talent won't hustle. You know, and that's that really, you know, that's it's true. Like, you know, when I remember when I started, I didn't have a lot of technical still, but gee, I was hungry and I just had this kind of desire to to do well. Still had no technical skill. Nah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but 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 you know, that that drive and determination will will be the indicator of you know, a lot of people's success. It's a different skill set to when we're hiring a general manager. It's a different skill set to when we're hiring a a property manager who, in all honesty, you you want to be really sort of steady, really kind of process-driven, you know, just a problem solver, somebody who can get things done. So, so again, it really it really depends which which role you're recruiting for. But you know, it's it's funny, right? I think we have we've you know we've done some bad hires, we've done some phenomenal hires. But it's really you know if somebody comes into our business and they're not right, they don't stay. Um, and so you know it's and that's not them; it's us. They just don't fit in with necessarily what what we're doing.
0: Mm. So I think. I found a clip for a later promotion of this episode. It was hustle beats talent when talent won't hustle. I love that. Yeah,
1: I, I don't, that's not, I haven't, <laughs> I've, I didn't stolen that. That from, <laughs> I've stolen that from somebody. i am stolen that from probably probably one, of a, a trainer or something like that, but I, I'm going to use it. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Well, one thing that you set your mind to was building up a really strong network on socials, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. So I want to hear from you about how you first started expanding your online network and what you do to maintain the strength of that network as a busy real estate professional, but also as someone running their own business.
1: Look, i it, it's funny. I have been doing LinkedIn now and, and for, for probably it'd be close to 10 years and i remember at the time when i was at cbs and i i spoke to a group of older guys who are all directors about the power of linkedin and using linkedin linkedin is 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 the, the the largest b2b you know media channel or you know social media or whatever you call it in in the world and for corporate Real estate agents like myself, I have the ability to connect with business owners, property professionals who, if they're not my client now, could be in the future. And I have the ability to put my messages in front of them for free. And so it was, it's, I mean, it's not a like, you know, the younger guys in my office post on LinkedIn and I say, you know, that's fantastic. But are you growing your network? So it's really, you know, you can post what you want, but if you've still got 300 followers on, on LinkedIn, you don't have a very powerful network. So it really, and, you know, it's it's should be about, you know, growing gradually. And as you meet new people, you add them in. It just, you know, it has become part of my life that when I meet somebody new, they go into my LinkedIn contacts. And I stay in front of them. And that's, you know, staying in front of people, staying in front of mind is what our business is about. So that when somebody wants something, they think of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Staying in front of people, I think, involves creating content on a regular basis. And it's something, whenever I go onto my Instagram, I see that you've been creating something including the, the daily, well, sorry, what are the ones that after the stories and also the posts, how do you come up with these ideas? And tell me more about how that doesn't take your focus away from the day-to-day of running a business and listing and selling.
1: At, at the beginning, I would just post, just listed and just sold. And I remember the people from the marketing team saying, oh, you know, you need to be a thought leader. And at the time it was like, yeah, okay, I need to be a thought leader, but I didn't have the resources to be a thought leader and I probably didn't have the depth of understanding of the market that I do now to be a thought leader. And so all I wanted to do was post something. You know, whether it adds value to people or not, they see my name. Now, moving forward, I have the ability to add add sort of probably more valuable content. I mean, a lot of content is is like, you know, it's fluff, particularly on Instagram, you know, it's a different platform. It's sort of, it's blending personal and business. And so it's it, it really is more a candid sort of, I guess, snapshot of your life. But like a lot of the, the content now we share as a team, so the the various sales that we're involved in, we are we we have a full time marketing person who markets our who, who's started to market our business, and so we are looking to grow more content because. As you grow, you need to you do need to add value to people. The just listed, just sold is good as a sort of space filler, but also people have to get value from from what you're posting. Otherwise, you know, just sort of it's in one ear out the other. I think that as a smaller business or as a more boutique brand, we we can be exceptionally agile, and we have the ability to to create content and to deliver content that other groups can't do because we don't have a hierarchy set up with you know communications and you know media and all of those things we do what we want and that's why that's why I you know I'm I'm very happy about where we are because if we want to do something we spend the money to do it I don't have to go and ask permission from people we do it if one of my team members has a strong idea we'll do it you know and we'll pay money to create content because it 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 keeps us in front of people i don't see it as taking me away from coming up with the ideas and the content like i've always been kind of quite creative and i mean it's not necessarily something that 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 came naturally to me but i think if you see a value in doing something you need to spend some time on it like you would any other part of your business because again if you see the value in doing it you you're better to do it well and so if you you spend a bit of time thinking about it and you've got so i mean i don't execute the stuff like it's not like i'm sitting around playing with canva you know i put a photo up like you know i'm very i'm quite basic with a lot of the stuff i post Again, I'm not so concerned about the form as I am with just getting it out there. I actually don't, it, it, it doesn't bother me as much. But from a business perspective, we have somebody who, who will go and do that for us and who will help build our build our brand presence across, across the market.
0: I just want to touch on one point you made about on Instagram, sometimes you're sharing things which you might classify as fluff which is that more personal stuff, but I think that actually also serves a purpose because it helps people get to know a little bit about who you are, and it helps you, I guess, build that connection with people.
1: well, and and in fairness,
0: like Instagram,
1: that's that's me. like that is that's my personal that's not business, that's my life. Mm. So I mean, you know you don't you don't see me there when my kids are up at eleven o'clock and I can't get them to sleep, and the wheels have <laughs> fallen off. It'd be funny if I did, but, you know, it's, you know, I love training. So like, you know, it's got my running on there. It's got, you know, my, when I go on holiday, whatever it's, it's actually my life. And so it it just, it's a blend of both and I don't have a just business account because like my business is my life and like, that's not all I have in my life, but it's like, it is me. And so people can, my account's open, people can go and get a, a like a, a perspective of who I am as a person, and they can make a judgment whether they like me or not. You know, not everybody's going to like me, unfortunately, but, you know, I am what I am and, you know, I'm good at what I do and you either like me or you don't. But that's
0: at least people know who they're dealing with. Yes, I think uh, facing rejection and understanding that not everybody is going to like you are some important Rubicons that, commercial real estate we need to cross in order to achieve and do the things that we want to do they are and they will set you free i want to talk to you about working with cre success we worked together for a year why did you originally decide to start working with us on a one-on-one basis
1: look i think i i don't believe that there's any other real estate trainers or coaches or whatever you want to call it that specialize in commercial real estate there's a lot of the programs around that are focused towards residential that's completely different to what we do and and, and when i say it's completely different i be, i truly believe that there are systems and processes that we can take from residential but it's it really it's not some it's not somebody like yourself who understands our business and the way things work and so it was really when i was Looking, looking for somebody, it was really, I, I saw you as somebody who had run a business, a large international business, and could share the knowledge that you'd learnt during that time to help me kind of on my journey of leadership, which in fairness, probably, I mean, I'm probably a natural leader, but you can't, when when, you, when you're running a business, you have to be everything to everyone. And and unless you have like a somebody opposite you to sort of get you reflecting on certain aspects, you just don't know. And 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 you don't know what you don't know, right? And so I, I thought that you were the right you were the right person to do that. Did you have any hesitations before you signed up? Look, I think, you know, I I always whenever I've done training in the past. I've always been kind of daunted by the additional work of pushing me outside my kind of comfort zone. And then, you know, there's all these fantastic ideas and then I'm like, oh, like I have to go and put this into practice and I'm trying to sell and I'm trying to, you know. But it's, I think that the way that you approached it was was perfect was perfect for me because again it was it was about just gradual change and being conscious of of certain aspects around the business and you know planning for the future and but yeah I mean you always I think you always have a certain apprehension about what you don't know but you know again yeah, like some of the discussions that you and I had at sort of quite critical times were we I mean yeah they've been very useful to me having having you as a sort of truth I don't know what the right word is but just you know to to sanity check myself to you know run things
0: past you so what has been some of the value for you and also the value for the business that's come as a result of working together
1: look i think we we grew very very quick very quickly very big very quickly and Again, like, I, I haven't done this before. Like, I haven't run a business before. Thank thank goodness I'm not the only one running the business. You know, we do, like, you know, Ruby's obviously there helping and now we have have Hannah as well. But it was really around, for me, it was, you know, um, taking time out to look at the business, look at strategically how we were going to grow, the individual meetings with people, you know, planning for growth, planning for brand brand growth. You know, it really just kind of those those key pillars of of running running a business and
0: the things that you need to be aware of. Is there a word that comes up for you to sort of sum up the process of working together or how it felt to to sort of work on a one on one basis over the past year?
1: The first word that came to mind was clarity. I, I, I'm somebody who likes to, again, I always feel that if you're not aware of something, how would you be, like, you know, if you're not, if you're always doing the same thing, you're always going to do the same thing. Right. But if you have, well, sorry, it's probably, I mean, it's probably awareness and clarity because awareness, when you're aware of something, even if you make a mistake, you know that you make a mistake. But if you're not aware of it, it just happens. And so it's really having somebody there who can sense check you but also keep you accountable and make you aware of you know not only yourself but the business and what the business needs to then kind of you know go to go to the next level.
0: Well I know some people who are watching or listening to this interview will be, uh, interested to hear from you what your advice is about investing in themselves or working together with CRE success on the program that you've been on. What would you say to them? You can never invest too
1: much in yourself. I think that you know that's the one place where just spend all the money. I mean, like I I, I pay for a personal trainer. You know, I regularly do courses. I coach because. The only value I have to give, well, not the value I have to give is my value, and and every time you know I do a course, I listen to an audio book, I spend time with Darren, I make myself more valuable to my business and to my clients, and so I think that you know anybody who's considering doing it, it it really is incredibly worthwhile, and I think you know particularly for guys who either are starting or you know are kind of struggling to get to that next level it really is a fantastic program to give you a holistic view of of running 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 a commercial
0: real estate business well pete we can't wait to see how big the business gets and where you go to next i want to say thank you very much for coming on today and having a chat with us My pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Well, really enjoyed listening to some of the reflections from Peter Vines, the Managing Director of Ray White Commercial Western Sydney, in that interview. I hope you enjoyed it too. If what Pete said made you think about your own personal and professional growth as a leader, and you'd like to know more about the program to work with CRE Success on developing your people and growing your business, then I invite you to go to CREsuccess.co forward slash leadership because if you leave your details there, the next step will be for us to have a confidential and no obligation discussion where we can talk about how we can get your business growing faster. You'll walk away with a plan that you can either implement yourself or if some of what you've heard Pete talk about today about investing in yourself and getting that support is of interest to you. We can talk about what that looks like to work together over the following 12 months to put it into action. So to take that next step, just go to CREsuccess.co forward slash leadership. We'll also put the address, the URL in the show notes, so you can take that next step if you would like to. As always, really appreciate you choosing to spend some time with us today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co.